Hello and welcome to the Gavin Minim podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help men build stronger minds, bodies and lives. So today I'm going to take a little turn in direction. I'm going to get quite honest and this podcast is going to be quite raw. So brace yourselves. But I'm going to speak about something that is quite important. Again, as I said, the aim of this podcast is to help men build stronger minds and bodies and one thing that zaps that strength is porn porn takes away your power and it uses up a lot of time and a lot of energy that you could be utilizing towards achieving a better life for yourself now i've had my struggles with porn to the point where i could say i was addicted to it and I'll explain to you how I got to that point and how I overcame it and with those points I hope it will benefit you as well again porn is so easily accessible these days I see it as an escapism from real life problems from perhaps problems in a relationship instead of fighting those flames you're running away from them And eventually, as I know all too well, those flames will eventually catch you and fucking burn you. So it's best to put those flames out while they're still manageable. So turn around and tackle them. I'll show you how to do that. And porn is one of those silent addictions because it's very secretive. There are no telltale signs unless you are in a relationship it will affect it but apart from that you can meet anyone in the street and you wouldn't know any different so it's unlike any other addictions out there uh, where you could get easily caught because of how you appear or how your bank account is looking if it's gambling if it's drugs if it's alcohol it's much more easier to catch that than it is with porn addiction and it can accumulate To the point where it can absolutely fuck up your relationships and fuck up your life. So for me it all began from childhood really. And my addiction with porn is linked to anxiety that I had struggled with for my whole life. Without me even knowing about it until quite recently actually. And this anxiety I think was linked to grown up in quite a strict Catholic family. Now, I'm not going to go too deep on religion here, but I have my own perceptions as to how I see Catholicism. This isn't up for argument. This is just my personal opinion on it. You can make up your own assumptions about it. But for me, I see Catholicism as being linked with a lot of fear and guilt. And from that, there's a lot of anxiety linked to it. So... My grandmother would have been quite a strict Catholic woman, a great woman, but she was a very devoted Catholic lady. And I spent a lot of time with her as a kid, and I think I absorbed a lot of her anxiety. And even my mum is a very anxious person, always worrying, and come to the point where it's almost acceptable. I'm your mother, I'm supposed to worry. Well, no, you're not really. You don't have to. You're choosing to worry. You can choose not to worry. But it's inbuilt. However, 
I absorbed all that emotion, all that anxiety to the point where as a child, I would have sleepless nights waiting for my parents to come home after a night out. And I wouldn't be able to sleep until I'd see the lights of their car light up my bedroom window and I knew they were home safe and sound. Even though they were only maybe a mile down the road, I still worried about their safety, about coming home, about maybe leaving me. And the babysitter I had would have been my auntie, someone I loved and trusted. So it was nothing to do with that. It was just about my anxiety linked to my parents, linked to maybe me being left alone as a kid or linked to something happening to them that would absolutely wreck my life. All made up, but all linked to my own anxieties. And over time, I was told, oh yeah, you grew out of that. Well, not really. What happened was that anxiety translated into other areas of my life. From a young age too, when I started school, I was bullied. And I was bullied because of a certain ailment on my face. Uh, One of my eyebrows uh, tended to stick up when I was a child. A very subtle thing, but you know how kids are. If there's anything different about you, it will be picked out and you will be a victim of bullying. High chance of it. So then that anxiety was turned inwards towards my appearance and how I looked. And then I became anxious about not only how I looked, but I was still anxious about my parents, about being left alone. I remember being at school and if my mum wasn't sitting outside in the car by three o'clock on the button, I would go into a mini panic attack, wondering where she was. Not normal for a six, seven, eight, nine-year-old kid even being left alone uh, for training at a football pitch once. I remember just running away, running after my dad's car because I didn't want to be left alone there. So that's the depths in which it got to. And perhaps being the first kid in my family, one of the first grandchildren as well, I was most likely melancholy an awful lot. And perhaps that made me feel like I was almost perfect. And the bullying almost wrecked me. It wrecked my character, wrecked my confidence, and only amplified my anxiety around my appearance. To the point where I started gelling my eyebrows to try and fix it, which only made matters worse. Uh, Then I was being bullied for having gel on my eyebrows. And yeah, that continued uh, from childhood, from national school to secondary school as well. Was picked on several times. But again, it's that lack of confidence from national school that carried into secondary school which, again, kids would have picked on or picked up on and then picked on me for it. It's often those who are seen to be more vulnerable who will be bullied. And fortunately, I was one of them. And as I said, that only amplified my anxiety around my appearance. So over time, the anxiety around my parents perhaps faded away and it became all about how I looked. To the point where I was very uncomfortable with how I looked. I didn't like who I was. I was very uncomfortable around women. I remember my first kiss at 13. I was 
absolutely shitting myself. I had it up in the dairy and on the dairy walls. I still remember her. I won't mention her name. A very pretty girl. And it was coming up that point, going for the kiss. And I, my mouth was like sandpaper. I was so nervous. It was horrible. Absolutely the worst kiss I ever had in my life. And it was all because I was nervous around women. I didn't know if they really liked me. I was very conscious about my appearance. Oh, does she like me? Should I put my hand there? If she puts her hand there, is she going to like, oh, it's like oh, I don't know about that. So all the while, I was just focusing on how she perceived me, as opposed to just going with the flow and enjoying the moment. And that carried that carried on to other girls and when things were to step up as I got older into my teenage years and things were getting a little bit more serious <clears throat> uh, I became so anxious about the whole situation but the whole scene that nothing would happen my body would just fucking freeze up and yeah, I don't need to go into too much details there. But as I said, there was no action. And that continued through teenage years. Again, of course, I talked shit to my friends. I told them, oh yeah, I was with her last night. No problem, man. Oh yeah, all night long, whatever. It was all fucking nonsense. It was, I had too much ego. I was too self-conscious to really open up to any of the guys about it. Again, it's probably also linked to bullying. Uh, I didn't want to be seen as a victim again. I wanted to be accepted as as one of them. I didn't want to become a victim again or to be picked on because I was still a fucking virgin. Eventually it happened with me. I did meet a girl and I was able to build a relationship and things got a little more comfortable with her. Uh, over time uh, she was very supportive uh, so it did happen but I was 21 I think but of course I was making up all the stories to the lads that I lost my virginity at 16 and that I was with loads of girls and I was the man was I fuck I was anything but so throughout those teenage years of course there are a lot of hormones at play we start to discover our bodies. We start to discover sex. And because I wasn't getting any, and because the first time that I was in that situation was a horrible experience and it was um, horrible feedback from the girl, completely destroyed my confidence when it came to the next situation. So I almost avoided sex or avoided getting to the situation with many girls. So I had to have some kind of an outlet for my own hormones and my need or want for sex. Now, I didn't go down the line of buying hookers. It's not my thing. But what I did do was I started watching porn. And porn became my outlet. Became, I suppose, my escapism from the realities of what was happening with me and my body and my relationships with girls. Instead of tackling it head on, I escaped through porn and 
went into this fantasy land basically and the the porn thing you know started from you know the laptop and it started from actually the internet first when I was 13 14 uh, the internet first came in so uh, yeah that makes me seem really old but when the internet first came in um, I was all over that and uh, I remember watching uh, <laughs> some of you are old enough watching Euro Trash um, that was one of my favorite shows <clears throat> yeah um, some of you will be old enough to remember that show used to be on channel 4 every night uh, so I had all these uh, yeah porn became almost part of my life because I had a missing piece in my life and I was trying to fill it with pornography and that led on to like the porn sites but then like any other addiction you want a bigger hit you want to go a little bit deeper so I discovered these chat rooms and through the chat rooms you could chat to women uh, through webcams and even using dating sites and I'd set up a chat account somewhere on MSN or Yahoo Messenger or whatever was going at the time and find out their username and we'd start chatting and things be innocent enough starting off with then the flirting would start from one side to another the webcams would be turned on and next thing you know you're uh, yeah you're acting out on webcam with each other and that became my thing really uh, because sex became very uncomfortable to me in terms of the whole situation around it I couldn't really face it I couldn't face that negative uh, reaction from women if I couldn't perform and the chances of me performing were quite low because I get so anxious so uptight so self-conscious that as I said I avoided it and the webcam sex thing became my thing became my go-to became my escapism became my thrill and I could be on webcams up until six in the morning I remember being on webcams with women and the sun would be coming up in the morning time and yeah again as I said it was an absolute anti-climax you know yeah you go and you do whatever but at the end of it you go to bed on your own and you wake up on your own so what that yeah there's a lot of loneliness involved and you almost feel worthless as a man and yeah that continued uh, to the point where yeah I did, I did start having relationships with women and that did ease over time uh, only through building relationships but porn was always still there it was always my crutch if things weren't going well in my life porn was my escapism it was my pint at the bar where an alcoholic would go and drink their problems away I would go to porn and escape through that so when I was having difficulties in my life I was made redundant several years ago I was at the pits I suppose I went back to porn and I went deeper than ever before understand that porn is ever evolving to and there were chat rooms there that weren't there before 
you could jump on, you could expose yourself to a number of people. And again, that validation that you seek from others, again, perhaps linked to my own lack of self-confidence, lack of self-esteem from the ripple effects from bullying that I just carried throughout my whole life. You know, at the end of the day, the thing about it is I didn't like myself very much, so I had to find approval from other people. And that's addictive in itself. And we all know how good it feels when you stick up a photo on Instagram, you get loads of likes for it, or you stick a before and after up there, or you stick a photo that you've won some competition, you get loads of nice comments, nice feedback. It feels good. And I lacked that a lot as a kid. And I suppose I was trying to make up for it in my adulthood. So that got pretty deep. Um, became an everyday occurrence again. And little did I know that through these webcam chat rooms, they could be recorded. They could be uploaded onto the internet. <clears throat> and it got to that point where... Yeah, I was all over the internet. Uh, the videos have been taken down since, but that was my wake-up call. That was the point where I had to go, right, what the fuck, Gavin? How did you get to this point right here? And that's when I started winding the clock back that's when I went back to my childhood. That's when I started to link all of these experiences to my anxiety. That's the only reason I could find for it. The anxiety from childhood that translated into my body image, translated into my relationships with girls, my lack of sex that led to my addictions with pornography, that led to webcam chat rooms, that led to me being exposed all over the internet. And that's how bad it got for me. Now, it's quite difficult to speak about that, but I feel that it's important because there's a lot of guys out there doing the exact same fucking thing as I did, unknown to the realities of it all and the risks that they're taking this shit could destroy your life has a high risk of destroying whatever relationship you're in if you are in a relationship you are risking future relationships you're risking your dignity and yeah what happened to me it was very fucking embarrassing <clears throat> to say the least and I had to ask some very, very, very hard questions of myself. And I went on a journey of self-discovery. And with that, I gained strength. And I said, okay, this is pretty bad. But I can use this to help other guys. And that's why I'm speaking to you today. That's the realities of porn and porn addiction. And how it can really fuck up your life. So... Avoid the mistakes I made. I used porn as an escapism. I ran away from problems. I ran into porn. 
I could have dealt with them if I'd manned up in time. If I said, well, why the f- why why can't I have sex? What's going on here? Why am I so uptight? Why do I get so anxious around girls? Why? What's going on? You know, if I asked those hard questions at the beginning, I would have avoided a lot of hard experiences in the future. Excuse the pun. <laughs> but that's the reality of it. And I'm here today and I'm talking to you about it. And I'm telling you about it because I don't want the same mistake to happen to you. And I know how easily it is to go down that road. And the only way to tackle it really, the best way to tackle it, is to go on a journey of self-discovery and begin to understand why you're having the urges to go on to porn. You know, your fantasy almost becomes a reality. And it distorts your mind in terms of sex and relationships with women and how to treat them. There's a lot more to women than just penetrating them. And you often lose a lot of respect for women when you are completely warped by porn and the way they act on those sites. You know, as I said, that fantasy becomes your reality and it's not so. And you'll be very, very quickly disappointed. Maybe so disappointed that you you too will avoid sex and just use porn. You know, that's the sad reality of it all. That the thrill you get from porn outweighs the thrill you get from actually having sex. How sad is that? But as I said, there's a lot more to women, a lot more to relationships than just penetration and for me now when I do feel the urges I have to find a higher purpose and I almost have to look into the future and say okay well if I go on to porn yeah I'm going to feel good for maybe you know three seconds whatever it is but then what and one of my biggest drivers in terms of avoiding porn in the future is looking at the past and associating the future to all the time and energy that I've wasted watching porn and masturbating to it when I could have been using that time for something a lot more productive that actually would have improved my life, could have improved my sex life, could have improved my relationships around women, you know, could have improved so much more and I've just wasted all that time and that hurts. And that pain outweighs that three seconds of pleasure that I'm going to feel from watching some porn. So I urge you to have a goal, have a defined purpose. Something that's going to fulfill your life. Something that's going to power you up. Because understand that porn takes all that power away from you. And if you're trying to improve your relationship, you want to have more sex, and you're watching porn every day, Guess what? You only have so much in reserve. And when it gets down to it, you'll not be able to perform. And you can miss out on one of the best things you can have in life. Sex. Let's admit it. It's pretty brilliant. And you're going to waste a lot of time and energy watching porn when you could be building a relationship, when you could be improving your self-development, learning more about yourself, when you could be just meeting up with a few friends and doing something that really makes you happy instead of a three-second trill on new porn. So have a goal, have a defined purpose, 
and understand your triggers. Also, have someone out there who you can be accountable to, someone who's going to support you as well, someone you can talk to about this. And that could be a partner, it could be a family member, it could be a mentor, whoever it is, someone you trust. Like porn addiction is like any other addiction. Don't go at it alone. Again, when you're so far into this addiction, the flames are too high to tackle on your own. They will overcome you and consume you and you'll not know how to handle it. You'll not know how to come out of the side of it by going it on your own. Just like drugs, just like booze, just like gambling, it will have the same effect. It will fuck up your life if you don't get a grasp of it. And as I said, understand the implications that come with it and the damaging effects it can have in your life, on your relationships and on your own fucking happiness too. You know, that's the most important thing here. We're all here to be happy and you're not going to find it by watching porn every day. I can tell you that for a fact. It's an absolute waste of time, waste of energy and it's time you can be spent doing something to make you happier, stronger, more fulfilled in your life. I hope this podcast has helped you. Again, it may not be porn you're struggling with. It could be something else. It's all relatable. But if it has, please let me know. I would love to know that this has helped you. It's been a very honest podcast. It's taken me a while to open up about this. There's always a fear associated with opening up about something like this because you're discovering something new about me that you didn't know already. Perhaps I've built up a little bit of a reputation on Instagram as a strong guy, but I've had many weaknesses in the past. But overcoming those weaknesses and those failures and the errors of my ways is what's made me a stronger man today. Strong enough to sit here and tell you about my story with porn and how it zapped my power, made me weak, but how overcoming it has made me a stronger man, a better man. So the ball is now in your court. What are you going to do about it? You're going to continue walking down this long and winding road of porn after porn, making you weaker, taking your power, taking your time and energy away, where you could be using that for something more productive to create a better life for yourself. And understand that time is going to pass by no matter what you do. Time can be your best friend or your worst enemy. It's absolutely ruthless. It's all down to what you do with it and how you spend it. You've got it to your advantage right now. Use it wisely. Don't fucking waste it watching porn. So that's it for this podcast. I am completely emptied out here. I've opened up my heart to all of you. I hope you can appreciate that. I hope this has been a help to all of you out there. So for now, keep fighting the good fight. And hopefully, I will talk to you all very soon again. Thank you for tuning in. 
I've been Gavin Meenan. I've been honest. I've had my struggles. I hope this will help your struggles. Chat soon.